Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus a big hand clap this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and dismiss the middle school and children. You can go to your classes and as they go, everybody get your word out. I'm excited about jumping into the word today. Let's say it loud. Say it proud. This is my Bible. It is the standard I live my life by. I'm a spirit-filled believer sustained by my personal relationship with the Lord, empowered by my commitment to community and expressed through outreach to others. Therefore, I can say and come on, give Jesus a big shout today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Before, before we jump in, I want to give a real special uh, shout out to a, a dear family, dear friend of mine, Kara uh, Hawk, her son Joseph, and her daughter Allie. Their, their dad, Kara's husband, he went home to be with the Lord. He graduated to heaven a couple of weeks ago. And I just wanted to tell you, Kara, and the family that's watching today, that this family, Victory Christian Fellowship, we're praying for you. And I know this. You've, you've told me this, Kara. The Lord seems closer now than ever. And we all want you to know that this family right here, we're here for your family. So let's give Kara and her two babies a big hand clap. We love you guys. And I'm praying for you every day. Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm excited about today. Uh, as Pastor Mark said, you know, a few minutes ago, our, oh, I'm sorry, that's not the theme. Whoops. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. That's the theme for today. Can I have an amen? Oh, I know I probably lost half of you there, but you'll be fine. You'll be just fine. But as Pastor Mark said a little while ago, what, what is our theme for the year, church? Let's say it. Come on. That's exactly right. Our, our verse, he, he already said it, but I'm going to read it to you again. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons and daughters of God. Does anybody qualify? Is that anybody in this house today? Come on, give the Lord another big hand clap for that. You know, as I think about that theme, forward in faith, don't, don't you think that is a real powerful phrase right now? I mean, seriously, the world that we're living in right now, Forward in faith, that is, that is prime time stuff right there. And you know, I just, just want to have a heart to heart with you just, just for a couple of minutes here. You, you'll see me referring to this table because today I've got some practical steps that we all have to take to really go forward in faith. But as Pastor Mark started, let's give Pastor Mark a big hand clap, can you? You know, Pastor Mark started the theme December the 26th. That's when it all started. And if you remember, and I hope that you do, because, you know, we have bulletins every week that, that, you know, you need to get one of these. And I encourage you, don't treat it like the wrapper around a hamburger. You go into the restaurant, you get what's in it, you eat it, you throw it away, ah, going out the door. Don't, don't do that with these, because these are little roadmaps, little mile markers on our journey, because we're all in this journey together. Pastor Mark started, he, he talked, he gave us the real... Why? Everybody say why. Forward in faith, the goal is to what? Is to know him. When you know him, you're going to go forward in faith. It's just going to happen. What a great way to kick it off. Talked about sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. Powerful. My favorite really so far of the whole deal has been the tests of faith. You need to get that. All the things that we talk, as you can say, I'm going forward in faith all day, but there's going to be some tests. Going to see if you really are willing to do it. You can talk it all day long. But it's, it's, that's the way it is. I did one 
uh, called Think Forward. If you're going to, body's going to move, you got to get your brain involved. Everybody tap your head and say, get involved, head. I mean, seriously, got to get, get your mind going. Think forward. Did one called Back to Forward. Sometimes you got to Got to back up a little bit before the Lord can launch you forward because he's got to deal with some stuff like we talked about how he dealt with some stuff with Israel before they could really go forward. Practical steps. Everybody say practical steps. Talked about, love this last week, Pastor Mark, developing a hearing ear. That is so crucial in the day that we live in. You have got to hear what the Lord is doing. And you know, we've given you a lot of great information, haven't we? All this stuff on the app and all the stories, the video I tried to show you, all the little things that we're trying to do. We're really just opening up our heart and trying to walk with you. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you've got all this great information, but you are going to have to get your process out of the seat. And you know what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to take a step. Look at your neighbor and say, get to stepping. <laughs> Look at your other neighbor and say, get to stepping. <laughs> now, that's right. It's okay to laugh. See, you can do it. Nobody hit you in the head. You know, I think last couple of weeks ago, I talked to you about Israel, right? And their big deal, what they were going through. You know, we know how the story ends up, but Israel had a major obstacle in front of them, didn't they? It's called the Red Sea, right? Talked about how the Lord dealt with some real issues and how he was really getting ready to do some God stuff. And I could just see that moment when Israel is right there before the Red Sea. You, you scripturally read it sometime. It's a great story. You've got Israel crying to Moses. You've got, you've got Moses talking to God. You've got, you've got all these things going on. And I love what the Lord said to Moses. Why do you cry to me? Basically, I've done all I'm going to do. Why are you crying to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Now, what is the Lord actually saying there? He is saying to them, take a step. Everybody say, take a step. I'm going to say that 50 times throughout today. Take a step, take a step, take a step. Now, we all know what happened when Israel took a step. The Lord drove the sea back by strong east wind. All night, he made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided when Israel did what? Took a step. Love the next verse. Israel went. Now just let that sink in. There's a pause for you. Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground. Everybody say dry ground. dry ground. On dry ground. The waters, could you imagine this? The waters being a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. When you get to stepping at the order of the Lord Jesus, that obstacle that is in front of you, he will split that thing. It'll be on your right and on your left, and you're going to have dry ground to walk on. Now, did you get that? Israel had dry ground when they what? When they went. When they went. The sea became dry ground when they took a step. Now, Let's think about it. Let's think practically about this. This really sounds like, to me, this scripture right here, Psalm 37. The steps of a good man 
are ordered by the Lord. Now, every time I've read that, most of my life, I've always thought process, system, and next go. But I also think this kind of peels into when you're in relationship with the Lord, he's going to tell you it's time to move. He's going to tell you, Noah, get in the ark. Disciples, upper room, then Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Everybody say, the Lord orders our steps. As he does. Abraham, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah. Business is about to happen. I'm telling you, a lot of times when the Lord begins to order your steps, there's safety attached to it. He's trying to keep you safe. You think it's to disrupt you and cause things to get out of whack. No, he's actually trying to protect you and keep you on the path that he's involved in. Do you see that? I think it's amazing the scriptures that the Lord gives us and the things that he tells us to do. I also love the scripture. This is powerful. Within your heart, you can make plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps. Who take? You take to get there. Now, do you see that? Steps you take. Steps you take. Nobody can do it for you. You have to do it. We can continue for month after month and Sunday after Sunday to give info after info and info and road marker and road marker, but you are actually going to have to take a step. Now, I want to get more specific with steps in a minute, but isn't it amazing how we can all have these big plans laid out in our mind? Come on, we've all been there. We all got it all laid out, right? We know how it's going to go. And suddenly everything changes. Has that ever happened to you? Happens a lot, doesn't it? Most of the time we think it's because of just, well, just coincidence. Well, I don't believe in coincidence, and I don't believe you do either, right? I believe it's the Lord doing exactly as these Scripture declare. He's directing the steps that we take according to His plan and His desire, His desire for our lives. And here's the big catch in all that. Sometimes we don't even realize it's Him establishing our steps, Now, don't you love the scripture? The steps of a man are established, trying to lay this out for you, by the Lord. Now, now look at this with me very closely. He, capital H, delights in little h way. Now, Paul's right there. You may not delight in every way. You may not just have a bed of rose petals laid out for your path. There may be some things in there you might not like, but you know what? When you're walking in the steps that he has established, his favor is coming your way. He's going to delight in your way because ultimately, guess what? It's his way. Do you hear that? It's his way. Now, now, now let's go through this. When he falls, let's just chalk it up today. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to fall. It's going to happen. Isn't it? Come on. We've all, anybody in here perfect? No. When he falls, he will not be hurled down because here it is. The Lord is the one who holds his hand. I would much rather be stumbling and a little off, but my hand is in his hand. Now, have you ever been in that spot before? Did did, did you really get that? When you fall, chalk it up. You're not perfect. You're going to make some mistakes. But take courage. Be confident. The Lord has got your hand. Think about that. Today, somebody, you need to know that daddy's got you by the arm. 
Come on, Peter, I would much rather be close to the Lord and maybe fall a little bit because the Lord always got this, reach out and grab me. I'd rather be three feet from the Lord and falling is 20 feet back safe. Come on now, think about that practical, practical stuff going on. Now, you know, I know we can all relate to this because how many of you have had a time like this in your life? Whether you were on the receiving end or the daddy end. Now think about it. There comes a time in everyone's life, we all can relate to this, where you're going to have to take a step. Now look at little Junior here. Is that step really secure and solid? Probably not. He's on the side of his foot. You and I as mom and dad, you know what's happening. Fall is coming. But you know what? Look, daddy's got him by the hand. Look at that. Now you, you can see that that he's headed toward safety. He's headed toward the couch. Now, some of us need to detour away from the couch. Let me just throw that in there a little bit. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed to say that. Junior is headed toward the couch. We all know this is not going to end up good. But look, I don't know if you can see his little face right there. Just a smile. Look at that. Why? Why? Why is he smiling? Safety's in front and daddy's got me. I'm going to get there. Some of you today need to know daddy's got you. You're going to get there. Go on and take a step. That's what we're trying to encourage you to do is take a step. Baby walk. We've all done this. Come on. You've been there. Can we relate to that? Yeah, we can. So look, today really is a two-parter. This is kind of intro. I'm going to give you just, just two points really between today and the next time I speak, I want to go over some steps that we all have to take. Now, listen to me. Everyone in here, your stride is different. Different stages, ages, levels, years in the Lord, years in church, years in this, years in that. So let's don't look at the other person and say, where are you? No, everyone's stride is different. Everybody in here is made different. But you know what? We are all headed toward the same thing. Moving. I'm going to tell you, I'm prophesying over this church. We are all headed toward a day that if the Lord told us, we'd scratch our head and say, what? But we've all got to link arm in arm and take a step together. So between today and the next time I speak, let's just take baby steps today, okay? I was telling Pastor Mark, less is more. So I just want to give you two steps today. Now, the two steps today... Every one of us has to do these. Now, again, it's going to look different for everybody in here, but we all have to do this. And, and today, as I go through these steps, I'm going to give you scripture. I'm going to give you scriptural examples. But you know what I'm going to do since you are my family and I'm taking this step with you? I've brought examples of what I am doing, what I have done, and what I am currently doing to walk this out with you. You're not alone in this. Daddy's got all of our hands. One thing that we all have to do, we all have to face a fear. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Now, this is, this, we're talking about steps. We know the Lord's got our hands. We know we're going to make some mistakes. Something that we all have to do right now, you have to face your fear. Everybody in this room, if you'd be honest, there's something, there's something that this, something to this. Now, right now, this is a big, big deal. Okay, now just think about it for a minute. What is it that might be a fear in your life? Now, what might that look like for you? Now, as you can see this lady right here, think about what she's looking at. What will they think? What if it doesn't work? Am I good enough? What if no one likes me? And the biggest one of today, am I going to die? 
Now, I put that up there, but not to belittle any of that. People really think right now, if I walk outside of my house, I'm going to die. There are people watching me, and you know I love you. You think if you come back to church, you're going to die. I'm telling you, you won't die. I just, I just, I just feel that in my heart. I say that because I love you. People, people's homes have become prisons due to fear. Am I going to die? <gasps> now, yeah, okay. That's right. Oh, brother, that's coming up next. Now, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I got tired of hearing the devil's voice in my head every day. I'm not going to stand up here and pretend like I haven't. You think I don't, brother? Oh, oh my goodness. Ask Pastor Mark. He'll tell you. I'm serious. It's my, he's my brother. He knows. So you know what I did one morning? I said, devil, you, 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 you stink. I'm tired of you. You're going to have to get that way toward him. And what I did is I wrote down, I won't read them all, but I wrote down what I was hearing every morning about two and a half years ago before we really started, when we really started to talk. I said, you know what? I'm not going to listen to his voice. I'm going to listen to his voice. So I wrote it down, what I was hearing. And then on the other side, not in real pretty writing, you can't read it, but only I can through the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, I wrote down an antidote. The devil told me to stop trying. God tells me to keep going. It's too late. It's never too late. I'm still breathing. Why bother? The only reason you're saying that to me is because I'm bothering you. Your time has passed. No, sir. My time is now. You've wasted too much time. The Lord is a restorer of time I have wasted. Nobody cares. The Lord says he cares. You don't study the Bible right. You don't know enough scripture. Paul said, I didn't come with fancy words. I came with power. You're too old. Well, Joshua and Caleb were 85. I'm not that old. <laughs> you don't have the right look. God ain't looking at my face. He's looking at my heart. <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, I do matter. Come on. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> Devil said, you sound funny. I said, well, make a joyful noise. Ha <laughs> ha. Hallelujah. Are y'all okay? You good? Okay. All right. Devil kept telling me you're nobody. And I thought, well, you know what? God makes somebody's out of nobody's. So come on now. Somebody needs to take a step, get some of that. So now, (laughs) what is all that? What is all this? It's that right there, a ball and chain. Didn't you hear a song this morning that said, break the chains? There's a place in worship you can get to where your shoulders won't hurt anymore. I got there. I forgot you all were here. I was right there by myself. Me and Jesus was right there. Pastor Mark was over here. I mean, you can, don't show up late. I'm I'm just saying that because I love you. Don't, don't, your worship is not just the starting point. That's done. I get in for the meat. Brother, I handled all my business right there. I'm good. This is what's making this right there. There's me and my dad right there. You can get that too if you take a step during worship. Not the coffee, not the donut. Love it all. Worship, ball and chain, put you in prison. Don't let your house be a prison. Break that stuff off. Don't attach to fear because that is all it is. And we cannot attach to a fear because you know what? You attach yourself to a fear. You can get all dressed up, packed up, plenty of space, but you're not going anywhere because that's attached to you. You might make a few steps, but it's going to be a little awkward. (laughs) 
Some of us, we love Jesus, but this is our status. We're going around. Stop circling that tree. Really? Stop circling that tree. It's time to break it off. And I want to give you, I, I had it in the bulletin notes, but I took it out because I wanted to save it to just dump it on you like this. I heard two definitions of fear that have absolutely changed my life. So get your pens out. This might be the part of the service for you. A couple definitions of fear. Hope I got this in line right. Okay, here, here, here it is, okay? When, well, first of all, let's look at the word fear. Tell me when you're done looking at it. Okay, you're done. Two definitions of fear. Here we go, ready? Forget everything and run. Now, where do you, okay, forget everything? That's what you define your fear. You can forget everything and run or... You can face everything and rise. Woo! Now that gets my juices going right there. You can face everything and rise. Now listen to me. Let me make this point very clear. You can rise. Okay, let me say it again. You can rise. And here is scriptural reason why. Kind of goes back to what I said. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand. Now do you see... The Lord gets real specific here. He says, I'm going to grab you by the right hand. The Lord is into details. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out. He says, I take hold of your right hand. Who says to you, what? Do not fear. I will help you. Look at your neighbor and say, help is on the way. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful? You can rise. Because the Lord says, I'm going to grab your right hand, just like we saw in the picture with the dad and the baby. Do not fear. I will help you. Now, two people the Lord really laid on my heart just to quickly give you an example scripturally of someone that faced their fear. And I think this one is so powerful and fitting to the moment. I love this one. Let's call this Moses when he had to go before Pharaoh. Now, I know those aren't the real people, but it's just a picture. You're okay with that? But I want you to think about this with me just for a minute. Moses, you, you know the story, the burning bush. Take the shoes off. There it is. I saw he sees the bush. It's not consumed. The Lord says, you are going to be the one that I've called to lead my people. I've heard the cry. It is you. There are some of you in this room. The Lord has spoken to you about other people. But just as Moses was struggling, Moses said to God, who am I? Now, right now, this is a big deal for some of us and some of you online. God's spoken to you, speaking to you, but you keep saying to him, who am I? Moses said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? But the Lord said, I will be with you. You need to know the Lord will be with you. And I think in all of this, as I really prayed over this, asked the Lord to reveal some things to me in this, the big deal with Moses is this, who, who am I? I think Moses was more afraid of who God was asking him to become than just the task that was in front of him. Some of you in here, God will show you who you are to become and you run from because you're thinking, who, who am I? Every human that is alive on the earth right now could have the opportunity, has the opportunity to be a world changer right now. Listen to me. 
an atmosphere changer, a God carrier. I'm going to say it, a miracle worker, a water walker, a powerhouse. But who am I? You have been given life in one of the most crucial times in human history. I love to say that our time is the most crucial time. I truly believe that it is. With all of what we see, sickness and disease and mask and no mask and all these things, what a time to rise and say, God, not who am I, but here am I. Yes. Come on now. Yeah. Who, here I am. Yeah. Moses, let him out. Had some issues, but he took a step. See, now I, I guarantee you in the steps the Lord was ordering for him, he did not delight in every single step of the way. But there was a moment when he stood before Pharaoh, yeah. he said, you let my people go. There's something you need to stare down today and say, you are going to let me go. Come on, think about it. What is it in your life? Another one, I, lo I love this right here. What might that be? Esther. Say it. That's it. Esther, come on. You talk about a powerful woman. Come on, you know the story. Go. And gather together all the Jews of Susa. Everybody say Susa. And fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will do the same. And then, though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. Now, come on now. What does this say right here? If I must die, I must die. Now, you know the version we all quote probably more than that is, if I perish, I perish. I'm telling you, I don't know how else to say this, but like this, there are some things you just need to go on up and face. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. What is it that's got you so gripped that you're afraid to take a step? Moses, yeah, Lord, let's do this. Esther, put me in a box. I got to go save the people. There are people, I believe this with all my heart, listen to me. There are people, their next step of advancement is waiting on you. I believe that with all my heart, as a friend, as a pastor, as your brother in Christ. I don't mean that to be heavy, but it kind of is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you got to do, because the Lord wants to work through you. Here am I, Lord. Here am I. Now, as I said, I'm not just going to give you somebody else's examples. I'm going to give you my examples because I have had to do this big time. I had a fear, major fear. It really, it was a deal for at least a decade. And uh, my fear was those things. Now, come on now. You okay? I mean, really? Oh, you did. Now, can I give you a little, little story on this? I'm good. Okay, I mean, give me a little story on this. Uh, I married a, a wonderful woman, fabulous, greatest thing I ever attached myself to. Say amen, somebody. Married up for sure. Stand up, baby. Come on. It's Valentine's. Stand up, baby. Give her a hand clap. And here's the deal with my wonderful wife. You don't just get in a car and drive to see her family. You got to fly. It's a 20-something hour drive. It's two-day drive or hour and 57-minute flight. So for years, it was a struggle. Now, now, let me be real. Many times she went by herself because I had a fear. It began to hinder family issues. It began to even hinder ministry things in my life because of a fear. And probably November-ish of 2020, my pastor, 
who the Lord was speaking to to help me with my steps, who you got speaking to you to help you with your steps, leave that there, said to me, I need you, I believe this is the Lord, I need you to further your pastoral training, I need you to get some, I want you to shape and mold and grow and become what God's called you to be, thank God, give Pastor Mark a hand clap, come on, who, who is it? And he said, hey, I want you to attend something called Pastors University uh, with my pastor, pastor, Pastor Larry Stockstill, who is Pastor Mark's pastor. And I thought, wow, amazing. Because the night before, Chrissy and I had sat in the living room and watched about six hours of Pastor Larry Stockstill teaching. So when I come in the next day, he says, here's the step. What am I thinking? Yes, that's God. But here's the hitch and the giddy up. So I'm thinking Louisiana. I'm thinking, okay, that's Pastor Larry Stockton. That's Bethany. That's about a 10-hour drive. I could do that. Next words out of my pastor's mouth, giving me steps, says, hey, you can fly. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, what I'll do is I'll go home. Chrissy will tell me how to pray through this. Because you don't want to really look at the fella in front of you leading you along and say, I'm afraid of an airplane. I'm not going to do that. You don't want to do that. So I go home to my wife, tell her what's going on. What does my loving darling say? <laughs> Now, here's the deal. I'm thinking it's in Louisiana. Surely he'll let me drive. No, no, no. We're going to change it to Sarasota, Florida. Tack on another five hours. 15-hour, 16-hour drive or hour and 10-minute flight. So you know what? I had to pony up and face the fear for my growth step. And it wasn't just a one-time deal. Pastors University was January, February, March, and April. My wonderful business was going to be on an airplane two times a month for four straight months. <laughs> Plenty of time to deal with my fear. I got to tell you this. So it's the first flight, January 27, 2021. Monsoon rain. I'm pulling out of the driveway. The devil says, I'm killing you before you get to Tennessee. <laughs> now, I'm not lying. Now, Miss Jeanette, I learned something from you. You said don't exaggerate a story. So the anointing will come. You know I ain't lying. <laughs> I pull out of my driveway. I'm talking boom, boom. I mean, Noah's Ark's coming by in a minute. I'm not joking. I'm talking about from my driveway to Nashville Airport, the worst torrential rain I've ever seen in my life. I'm a little, I even asked Don Sams, where you at, Pastor Don? When I got back, check my tires. Something's wrong. This car, I mean, and there, I was in between semi-trucks all the way to the airport. Bounce around. I'm crying. I'm thinking, Lord, I just, can you help my wife if you take me? I mean, all this fear in my mind. I'm serious, up here. And can't you just see the Lord going, bless your heart. Over an airplane ride. I'm being real. That's the only way we're going to move forward, church, if we be real. Get to the Nashville airport. There's no way they're flying. There's no way, there's no way they're flying in here. Planes that doing this, people out trying to wave planes in. I mean, this is bad. I look on the board. You know when you walk into the airplane, there's the departure board. What, what, what is there? Maybe 40 flights on there. All were red, but two green. Mine and one going to Alaska. And I said, what? Are you kidding me? Surely you get me out I asked the lady, why two green and all red? Here's what she said. Once you break through the storm, you'll be fine. I'm not exaggerating this. I'm sure that's fine for you to say. 
get my ticket, you know. Lord, you can still cut. I feel like I was like, Jesus, Lord, if there's any way this cup can pass from me, where's the blood? Where's the blood? Where's the blood? You know, but there, there wasn't anybody. I'm just being real. I'm serious, man. So they say, Ping! boarding now, flight so-and-so-and-so-and-so to Sarasota, Florida. Hope you make it. That's what I thought I heard. <laughs> but I didn't hear that. <laughs> Listen, let me bring it back into real. The Lord was there in the midst of the storm. I'm not exaggerating this. I had my, had my ticket, you know. I go up to the little check deal. Now listen to me, because I can feel it right now. Daddy had me in his hands. He knew I was doing this all over the place, and everybody in the airport knew it too. I was praying in tongues out loud. I don't care. I don't. Either I believe it or I don't. Get up to the thing. Chick. Soon as my foot crossed that little deal, solid ground back here, the little deal that moves, it stopped. In such shock and awe, I've told this story to Don different ones, it's the truth. I did this. The lady says, Sir, are you okay? And I went, I think I'm gonna be. <laughs> Seriously, listen to me. Took another step, it stops. All the way down the ramp. Oh, it was there. But it wasn't there. Yes, yes. Daddy had my hand. I'm walking down that thing. I can, feel, I can feel it now. The presence of God enveloped me, wrapped me up. Why? Because I was in the midst of what I was afraid of. Don't belittle that. Get in the middle of it because you'll be closer to him than you've ever been in your life. I go. I sit on the plane. The storm is raging outside that airplane. But I'm calm in daddy's hands. They took off, and I'm telling you, the stewardess came on. She said, we're going to have to leave the seatbelt sign on a little longer. We're going to incur some turbulence. You're going to incur some turbulence when you get to stepping. Buckle yourself in. Hang on. Daddy's got you. And let me tell you, I've never heard the audible voice, but I've got to say it this way. When we broke through that storm and the sun came, the Lord said, Chris, this is what I had to do. I had to get you through the storm because this is where I reside, up above all that. Do you want to get up here where I'm at? And I said, yes, Lord, I do. He said, Chris, let's go through the storm. I said, Daddy, let's go. Let's get it done. Let me tell you something. There is a storm raging in someone's life, but today if you'll grab his hand and say, let's go, Dad, let's go, let's go. I don't mean to belittle that, but Abba, Daddy, God, call it, say, let's go. And once you rise above that, let me tell you, you're in, you're in, you're in. So just to prove it to you, I was on an airplane. <laughs> Now, this is the air flight that Pastor Mark and I did actually a couple of weeks ago going to a conference. But I wanted you to know that I've overcome that. I, I mean, now, does it, does it, does it want to be there? Sure, but it's not here. Because I'm going, I had to do. That's it. Now, that's the shocker. That's the shocker. Chris was like, you want to say, like, yeah, I'm going to eat this fear for lunch, man. I'm going to watch this thing get smaller. But all the while, when you go higher, your vision expands. You can see more. My scripture that, that I hung on to through all of this, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, man. And, and look, so can you. You can do all things through Christ. So I went through January, February, March, and April, and come to the end of that. And I was, I was I mean, that, man, I'll cherish that. Because church, we don't realize who we're connected to through Pastor Mark and his relationships. Give him another hand clap. Come on, y'all. We got some business here. 
We got some, we, well, we, it, anyway, we're, we're connected to a lot of stuff. And, and this was a great moment in my life because I had to go through a fear to get to that. And, and y'all didn't know, see, people aren't really going to know what, what you're going through, but, but there's things that we all go through. And I went through that. And, and, and I'll go through this one quick. I know we're running out of time. But as I went through that step, there was another step that we all have to take that came so much easier. All these steps I'm giving you, they're going to build on one another over the next little bit. Once you face that fear, you can take an easier step toward this, getting a vision. Okay, now let me, let me, let me say this about vision, okay? Vision is a big question. It's a big deal. I've struggled with this question for many times. Again, talking about Chrissy, one of the first dates that we ever went on, she said it was more like a job interview because one of the first questions I asked her as we sat down at the restaurant, and I said, yes, Chrissy, nice to meet you. Wonderful, yes. What is your vision? And he's like, what? I mean, let, 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 I know that that's a funny part, but let me, let me give this to you quickly. <laughs> What's, help me, Lord. Oh, I have really struggled with vision because when people, even in ministry circles, I've struggled with this. Because when somebody asks you that, what are they asking me? What do I see? Who are you? Where are you going? What's God doing? Are you ready? Are, are you asking me that? Well, really all of that. It, it's really, to me, I, and this is the way the Holy Spirit has led me through it. It's really every single bit of that. Okay, it, it, it's, it's all of that. Okay, now I struggle with this until the Lord really gave me this picture to help me understand vision. I hope I have this in the right order. Vision is like an open door on the road that you're traveling. Vision is the spot that you see as I'm traveling down the road and I know where to go because my eyes and my spiritual eyes are being expanded. The Lord opens a door. As I'm connected with him in relationship with him, it's door after door after door. That helped me with what vision is. And once you walk through the door of vision, vision becomes a guide rail. Okay. And what does that do? It keeps you safe on the road. Walking through vision with vision, you know, do I spend this money? Do I keep this money? Is this relationship good? Is this relationship not good? Do I need to take this step? Do I not need to take this step? Vision will keep you safe. Everybody say vision keeps me safe. Yeah, yeah, vision will keep you safe. Let, let, let's look at the word vision real quick. It, it's, it's a big deal. It's so big that scripture says where there is no vision, what? Why? No guide rails, no open doors, don't know where to go, don't know what to do. Eat their seed. I heard Pastor Mark say that. Give him seed, he'll sow the seed. You know what to do with things coming in and out of your life. Everybody say vision. Now look, I love this. Vision comes from the Hebrew word hazon. All right? Vision, Hebrew word hazon. And I love what the meaning of hazon is. Revelation that comes from God which is revealed by him and his word. It's not human thinking or creative insights, but heavenly wisdom. Now get that. That is a big deal. Revelation that comes from, you want a vision for your life? Right here, get in the word. Vision will come from his word. I love that. That's, that's very powerful right there. Vision comes from his word. Heavenly wisdom. Everybody say heavenly wisdom. Anybody need any wisdom? Well, let me tell you how to get it real easy. James, what's James say? If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Very simple. Now, let me go through this. If you ask God and you do ask God and he talks to you, what do you do? Okay, I love the scripture. We all know this about vision. But listen to this in the ESV version. Habakkuk. 
I will take my stand at the watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. The Lord will answer you if you talk to him. What he will say to me. The Lord answered me, write the vision. Anybody ever heard that? Make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it, for still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Biggest takeaway from all of this is this. Write down your vision. I'm not telling you to do something that I haven't done. The first time I ever did that was November the 28th, 1994. Right here it is. All kinds of things. Preach the anointed gospel. Be a life-changing uh, person. Invoke the body of Christ to be what God has mandated that we be. See people's lives change because of my obedience. I won't go through all of this, but I did this when God was seriously dealing with me as a teenager. Single teenager. 1995. The Lord gave me a scripture, Romans 9, 17. I know what it says. For this purpose have I raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Get in his word, he'll give you a vision. So I started to live by that vision. I said, well, good, Lord, that's great. Can I have a beautiful wife anointed on fire for Jesus? That was next. Single guy, come on. There she is. Right there she is. She came along two years later. That's right. Go on, give a hand clap. Yes, amen. I also said... Blessed family, on fire, anointed. And one of them was here. Now she's, she's over there. The other one's in, I mean, come on, y'all. Right, I've got to say this. Years and years and years ago, Chris Burnett and Drea Burnett, I wrote some stuff down. See, I got stuff in here for marriage makers. Every facet of my life. I have something, I'm not going to tell you when I wrote it, but I also have Chris and Drea Burnett highlighted. Now, you know what that makes me think of? I'm going to go back here. Makes me think of uh, the appointed time. Surely it will come and there you are. I know why you're here. I know how you fit. I know what's going on. And I went through that different times in my life. And I didn't stop there. Here's a new one. Three yellow legal notepads. As I've talked with my pastor, as we're talking about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. Oh, you're in here too. You know what? You come to church here and you're going to know why. You're going to know where we're going, how we're going to get there and what we're going to do. You're going to know. You're not just going to come in here and sit down and listen, eat the meat, and throw the wrapper away and walk out the door. I, we're going we're gonna to even greater define why you're here. You're going to know what's God going to do with me. How's God going to work through me? How can I serve? What can I do? We're going to a whole nother level of vision because we're going to step towards some things. And as we write down what we, I don't care how crazy, you ought to see some of the stuff I got written down in here. You might go, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're in here. This house is in here. My pastor's in here. My family's in here. What are you writing down? Come on, church, where are we going? How are we going to get there? What are the intricacies of all of that? It'll just simply keep us safe. As we move in this wild world we live in, according to the vision that God has for us, I think a great example of vision is good old Abraham. What did the Lord say to him? The Lord said to Abraham, come on up, Chris, you can come on up. The Lord said to Abram, now raise your eyes. And what does that say, church? Say it one more time. What's it say? Look from the place where you are. Wherever you are today, there's more. Wherever you're at, I want you to raise your eyes and look. He said, from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward, for all the land, what? For all the land which you see, I will give to you and to your descendants forever. There are people that are awaiting your vision. 
There are people that are awaiting your vision. Everybody stand up. It's 1159. Chris, you can go ahead and start playing. Now, I have to give credit where credit is due. There's a, there's a phrase I'm going to tell you, and I did not come up with it. As Chrissy and I were discussing vision, look, it's Valentine's Day. Husband and wife, you want to have a great Valentine's weekend? Discuss vision, but don't, guys, don't ask her, what is your vision? Talk about, talk about where God wants to take you as a family. I mean, seriously. Talk about it. Write some things down. As Chrissy and I were dis- discussing vision, this is what she said. People struggle with vision because they don't want to be held accountable for what they see or what they hear. Here's why. It requires change. People struggle with vision because they don't want to be held accountable for what they see or hear because it requires change. Church, all I want to say to you this year, let's be people who are ready to see and willing to change. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Now think about it. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is your next step? Church, I encourage you as a brother in Christ, as a pastor here, in the coming months, in the coming days, we're all going to take some steps. We may not delight in every single step, but there's safety in it. There's fear-destroying power in it. There will be great vision in it as we all, everybody say all, look See what you see, and then let's all take a step together. Bow your heads. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for my family. Lord, we're not playing church. We are church. We're family. This is the real deal. I'll make it quick. How many of you today, you see something? Yeah, you see something you got to face. Lift your hand up. You see it. You see it. You see something you got to face. Now, would you, would you come down here? I'm going to pray with you. Would you come on? I saw that. Come on. I saw your hands. You, you know you need to face something. You raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to take a step down here. Because see what you're doing right now? You're actually taking a step right now. And I'm going to ask you to stretch out down here across the front. You know there's something you need to step toward. Maybe a fear. And look, look, look. All of you online at home, we love you. Thank you for joining us. You get up from your seat at home. Take a step toward the TV, the phone, whatever you've got. Kneel down. Pray with us. They can't see you online. This is just us here in the house. Come on now. I think there's some more. There's something you know you need to step toward in the days ahead. And I, I just felt to ask this. You're struggling with the who am I thing. Who, who's that? You struggle. You, you come down. If you struggle with the who am I part. Lord, really you want me to do this? Really you're asking me to do that? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Just there, there, there. Yeah, two or three more. I just felt that in my heart. Now, ministry team that are not up here, come stand around behind these. I just have felt the last couple times, Pastor Mark, and I've just felt to do it this way, change it up a little bit. Just, and, 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 and as you have some, I want someone behind everybody. As you have someone behind you, just begin to lay your hand on them and pray over them. It doesn't have to be a big wild thing. We have to make no big deal out of it. It's really between you and your father right there, right now, as it was in worship earlier today. You and your daddy right now are dealing with the issue. And I just feel to say this too, if you're struggling with vision, you probably won't raise your hand because you know I'll make you come down here. <laughs> if, I, I promise I won't make you come down, but if you struggle with vision, just, just wave at me. Just, just lift your hand up. If, if you struggle with vision, get your hand up. Get your hand up. 
yeah, you struggle with vision. Look, if you want to come down, you can, but I'm not going to make you. I told you I wouldn't and I won't. You can stay right there and pray. Let me pray for you. Everyone down here, lift your hands up. Father, right now, as they have said, I'm going to step toward that thing. Right now, symbolically, as you're lifting your hands, what you're doing is you're putting your hand in Father God's hand. Lord, I thank you right now that they are in your hand. Listen, some of you need to know down here right in the front right now that when you walk out the door, that's not going to be there. Just like I stepped across that threshold and the fight was on, but it wasn't on me. That's where you're at. Charlotte, freedom to you right now. I hear the Lord saying that. Freedom. Cameron, freedom. Freedom. Freedom right now in Jesus' name. Jamie, no more will that attach itself to you. No more will that attach itself to you, Jamie, because you've taken a step. Father, I thank you for this house. Last question, then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Mark. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, raise your hand real quick. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. You need Jesus. Just wave at me. You know today is your day. You need Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Lift your hand. Anybody in the house at all? Lift your hand. You online. There's one right there. Yes, right there. I know there's some online. Let's pray this out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I give you my life. Today, I'm taking a step with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Pastor Mark.